0: You're listening to All Told from the Washington Post. Every week, we bring you inside a different American's life, as people across the United States struggle with the rise of the coronavirus pandemic and its fallout. In this episode, we peer inside the life of Ala Douglas, a physician's assistant in the emergency department at a Bronx hospital. There, she contracted COVID-19. Ala shared recordings and audio diaries with the Post from March 30th through April 7th. During this time, she tried to secure more PPE, personal protective equipment, like masks, for the hospital. She also prepared to return to work on the front lines. Over those same nine days, the number of reported coronavirus cases in the U.S. nearly tripled, and New York City was at the epicenter of the pandemic. Here's Allah, in her own words.
1: Thanks for calling the 3rd Avenue Manhattan Home Depot. This call may be recorded. As an essential retailer, Home Depot is open from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. today. In Depot one... Street.
2: Yes, hi. Uh, I was wondering if you guys had any of the P100 masks in or... No, we don't have any masks i'm not talking about the n95 but like even the respirators for the for painting you're good to go no
0: we don't have any okay we're sold
2: out so not even not even the non-disposable ones the respirators
0: no ma'am nothing at all they bought it all
2: do you know when do you know when you guys are getting new shipments
0: in With everything that's going on, it's hard for the warehouse, for the vendors to give us a date, so we're not sure.
2: Okay, but just on average, when does the supply come in? Like, if I wanted to come in and check, does it come, like, every night, or?
0: For the mask, no. It's very, very random. Again, we we got some yesterday, but we weren't expecting to get any, and then we sold out within the first four hours.
2: Okay. So So it's
0: better to call at 7 a.m. to see if we got any overnight.
2: Okay, because I'm just trying to secure as many as I can for the hospital emergency room. So is there, do you know if they're going to be getting more tonight or is it only during the weekday?
0: Once again, we want to get deliveries Monday through Friday, but we're not sure if we're going to get until the truck gets there.
2: I understand. I understand. Thank you for your help. You're welcome. Bye-bye. My name is Alla Douglas, I'm 32 years old. I'm a PA in the emergency room at a hospital in the Bronx. I am currently at home recovering with my husband and daughter after contracting the COVID virus. So, When my first symptoms came on, it was Sunday night. I started feeling just really tired and fatigued. Um, I thought it was just some anxiety about going to work the next day. So I um, went to bed, woke up at 5.30 for my 7 a.m. shift. I felt that my heart was beating really quickly. I had a little higher temperature. I think it was like 1004 Um, I went to work when I got there some of uh, my colleagues were like you don't look well you should do you should go home so I um, got tested and I left and um, two days later I got the results that I was positive indeed Um, I started experiencing really bad headaches um, really bad body aches um, and just just tired like just in bed all day <clears throat> During this whole time, obviously, we have not left the house, me and my family. Um, as long as I saw little improvements daily, that was enough for me. Um, I did lose my sense of smell, uh, but that didn't happen early on in the virus. Hey. That happened um, later on. Hey. I noticed that um, my, my husband was telling me that my baby's diaper needed to be changed, and I couldn't smell anything, so... <laughs> There's just a lot of things going on in my head right now. Okay. Okay. Um, Regardless of how sick you are, you can never can never take a break from being a mom. I've been thinking a lot about going back to work today received a call from my manager who, you know, was wondering how I was doing and seeing when I would be ready to go back. There's so many things that come into play here. I am scared. I'm, I'm scared of going back. Um, and with so much that we don't know about this virus in regards to immunity, everyone is saying that most likely you're immune, but there's nothing guaranteed. There's just not that many studies. We just don't know that much information yet. Um, and then there's the logistics involved. So I usually take a train, a subway to um, the Bronx where my hospital is located. And I live in lower Manhattan. Um, that, I don't know. It's just, it's all a scary thought. And then there's the child care logistics as well. So because I don't know if, if my kid has it, when did she get it, right? Especially because kids are usually very uh mild symptoms or asymptomatic um so there's that that comes into play as well um i'm very anxious at this point and you know just trying to work things out in my head because i want to be there i want to support my colleagues and i'm trying to as much as i can by being at home and finding ppe and calling around and vetting sources and making sure that these N95s are legit because I want to take care of them. I want to take care of us. But it's a lot. My husband, Matt, has been pretty supportive in my decision to go back to work. We've had a lot of conversations about what that means, both emotionally, physically, and, um, you know, how this is going to be a hard week for both of us.
1: So the struggle between trying to take care of your own, which would be yourself and your immediate family and your your daughter, or... You know, abiding by what you do to be your Hippocratic oath, and going to the hospital and serving on the front lines in the emergency room again, at a time when they're pitching tents in Central Park and they're saying that 100,000 people nationally will die. If New York is the epicenter of that. You can assume 30,000 of those may be in New York. That's what you're about to enter. You ever signed up for the military? You sign up for a hospital, but you find yourself now at war. So you're asking yourself, did you sign up for this?
2: I signed up to help people. I signed up to help sick people on the front line. That's what the emergency room is, right?
1: You did sign up for war. This is war. The president himself said it. Called it the invisible enemy. It's war. And... You you contracted the disease to start with because you didn't have the proper equipment. And you still don't have the proper equipment, you have to go set up a GoFundMe just so you can secure proper equipment for, for yourself and for the other ER practitioners.
2: Okay, it wasn't to secure, it's to have additional. Yeah, no. Because everyone's on a national shortage, it's everyone.
1: Right. But that's not acceptable. How do you go to battle without, without basic attire, boots, uh, military vests, rifles, guns, whatever it is? You're going in there bare. You go in there with very little equipment. So basically, you're entering scenario. You don't even trust the institution itself to provide you safety. That's another reason why it's kind of like, why do it? and try to trust the institution that you're going there to serve to, to safeguard you
2: i trust that they're going to safeguard me
1: well the fact that you got it from there clearly means there was some something that went wrong something it was something that faltered and then you're throwing yourself back into the same situation now.
2: Hi, um, my name is Alla. We were trying to see if you guys had any masks in store. Or even like the P100 masks that the painters use. And what about like the, um, you know, those ventilator face masks that people wear when they, when they, no, no. Okay. All right. Oh, that's amazing. Is, are they, do you know if they're N95s or... Okay, thank you so much. Do you know how much you guys can, you guys have? The paint mask, okay. You said, um, I can come by later today and pick those up for us. I really appreciate it. I'll bring my ID. Thanks, bye-bye. 9 20 p.m. we are getting ready for our daughter to go to bed of course way past her regular bedtime of 8 p.m. but there's no rules anymore because there's not much routine anymore mama sit down let's read okay let's read what is this duck ball bicycle so today, um, after calling multiple Home Depots, we were able to secure some respirator masks. Teddy bear? Teddy bear. I was calling to find out how to purchase them and they actually donated them. And along with face shields, it was so, so endearing. Yes. this, this? That's a flower. this? It's a butterfly. this? It's a sky. Grass. Nana has a mm-hmm. teddy? Yeah, she does. Oh, bring it. No, don't bring it. We have to read now. And then we're going to go to sleep, okay? Nana, Teddy, I want see Teddy. You want to see the Teddy? Yes. I'm really excited about the small gains that we have daily. As well as the kindness and generosity you see from everybody everywhere. It really m- makes you want to do more. Okay, one more book and then we have to go to sleep, okay? Okay. Okay. Two. Can you say two can? Toucan. Good job. Toucan is a birdie. The the ammo. No, now it's time for bed. Ammo, ammo, mom. No. Ammo ammo. A local Home Depot um, in Brooklyn is coming to drop off an order, I mean, a a donation of PPE. The manager, Nikita, there was amazing and actually is driving an actual Home Depot truck from Brooklyn all the way here just to drop it off. guys so much. No, no, no. We're gonna be following up with you guys and sending you thank you photos and us wearing them and how much it's gonna help. So All I right. really appreciate no it. Problem. Thank is you so it? much. You got it? Yeah it's okay. fine. All Thanks right. guys. Okay. It is April 6th, the day before I go back to work in the emergency room. So I called my brother about tomorrow i keep getting like all of these messages like oh this person passed away or this you know this co-workers mother that worked in this department and you know they're telling us on tv oh this is going to be the worst week for new york like this is going to be um the most cases you know deteriorating and decompensating so it's it's a lot to think about you know and not just yeah, me.
1: Number one, let me say that I'm not one hundred percent comfortable with the idea yet either. And you know, we would all love for you not to put yourself and your family I know. at risk.
2: Mama I and Baba have already life. said that a thousand times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think that, that you
1: know, this is this is the uh, this is the story of a medical professional in the United States today. Unfortunately, yeah. every day we put our lives on the line and I can say that I'm not worried. Necessarily about my own life, but more importantly, what we worry about is those that we love and those around us. Yeah. Mm. So when it comes to you going back to work, I mean, it's 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 kind of a difficult position. And in one way, I'm very proud of you for the sacrifice that you're making. Uh, but in another way, I'm worried. You know, mm. it's not easy. Yeah. Uh. I trust in your decision making and uh, I trust in your commitment to everything.
2: It is now 5.40 a.m. Just got up to uh, go to work. Just so gonna get ready. Before I forgot, I just made Leanna's lunch, put it in the fridge so that when her dad takes her, It's already bringing a pair of extra clothes, bringing a pair of extra shoes so I can change out of, so that they're not the same ones I was wearing. While at work. I need to pray and then I'm heading out. Hey, baby. 6:20. I'm
1: gonna head out. i be very careful. I will. You've done a lot of PPE and stuff. I will.
2: Call me, okay? I will. 6.30. Today is Tuesday, April 7th. I'm now in the car. This is my first day going back to work since I got sick. Um, this is my first time driving to work. Usually I take public transportation to get there, so... There's a lot of firsts. <laughs> Alright, let's see how to figure this out. 800 feet, continue straight to stay
1: on Frankfurt
0: Street.
2: Continue straight to stay on Frankfurt Street. There's like police on every corner, guarding every bridge. seems like everyone out is wearing a mask in their car as well. A lot of ambulances going by. Not on, so hopefully that's a good sign. So I just got here walking into my shift now. Uh, oh, I know. <laughs> right i look thank like hi guys <laughs> <laughs> all forever you already had happy you're okay thank you I'm excited to be back i'm actually really scared so <laughs> everything looks a hundred percent different than when i left so yeah
0: Thanks to Alla Douglas, letting us into her life, and sharing a week's worth of recordings that were condensed and produced by me, Bishop Sand. This episode was edited by Lillian Cunningham and Ariel Plotnick. Want to tell us about your life during the crisis? Go to WashingtonPost.com podcasts for more information on how to get in touch.